What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Financial Advisory Podcast. This episode is going to be a little unique. I am going to do uh, basically a presentation of basically me speaking to a group of an audience, right? So as I advance in my career, this is now part of what I do. I reach out to you know large institutions. I'll go speak to uh, universities or groups of apprentices or groups of realtors, whatever it may be, and go present to them and educate them a little bit in order to get them to take a meeting with me one-on-one. Because this stuff, you just can't go and, and explain all this stuff uh, in a group setting. You got to explain it at a high enough level that people are interested and then they want to take you up on that and do a one-on-one so I can really dive deep into um, what I do and how I can help people individually. Before I get into that, so let's talk about who I am, why I'm here, um, and what I'm even doing, right? So first and foremost, I come from a blue-collar background. I used to build power lines um, for 17 and a half years, IBEW, and before that, I was a welder, electrician. So I did a couple of different blue-collar jobs. Bulk of that was building power lines and got to the point, man, where like I just wasn't, wasn't fulfilled. And in line work, if you get bored, you can get dead pretty quick. So I realized, hey, man, this boredom could lead to some not-so-great outcome. But what else can I go do with the money I'm making um, as a lineman? What can I go do uh, and, and go make a, a living without taking a big step backwards, right? That was my concern because, man, it, making what linemen make, it's a pretty good living and you know, more than some doctors, more than some lawyers. And if all of a sudden you know, my education is building power lines, how am I going to go back in the workforce and do something different? So I was like, man, I'm kind of stuck, kind of had the golden handcuffs, kind of had a spot where like, hey, man, what else can I do? Not really have many other options out there, right? So um, I was uh, a client of Northwestern Mutual. And I uh, reached out to my agent. I was like, "Hey, man, how can I bring how can I bring you clients and do like as a side hustle?" You know, we talk, I talked to her, and we kind of just couldn't figure it out. We 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 tried. We decided, you know, hey, I'll bring you clients, and just didn't work out logistically. She's in California. I'm here in Colorado, and you know, it wasn't going to work. So ultimately, she's like, "Tony, you just got to go do this. You're going to be great at this. Um, go do it for yourself." So. I get accepted. It's a long process, you know, to speed up the story. Basically, I get accepted at Northwestern Mutual, and I go through their whole academy, and I learn how to do it, and I start working. And my first three months of business was the end of a year, and I ended up getting seventh place out of like eighty some odd reps. So I came in pretty hot. <clears throat> they had an award ceremony that January. You know, came on stage and got a you know not not really an award, but recognition for for how good I did, how quickly. The next year, started out in January and stayed in first place. You know, they, they ranked all your uh, your production. Stayed in first place till I left. You know, um, the reason I left Northwestern was because they uh, didn't really align with what I was trying to do with social media and reaching people. Um, I was on podcasts. They told me to take it down. Trying to build my social media brand, they just told me, "Hey, man, like you can't do it, or you need you need to go through compliance and blah blah blah." So Penn Mutual reached out to me, and Penn Mutual was like, "Hey, we like you. We want you." Like. Come with us. You fit our mold. So after going through Penn Mutual and looking up what their product was about, I'm like, man, when I was at Northwestern, like they said they had the best product. Now I'm at Penn, like it's arguably better, right? And it's marginally the same product, but like better for me, better me help service my clients and better for for everybody really. The the product marginally is better too. So um, switch over to Penn Mutual and I've been, you know, they kind of give me the support. They kind of give me the backing. They give me the the help I need to go do what I'm doing. Um, this podcast, you know, they gave me full blessing to do it, all that stuff. So this is what I do now is I get to talk to people and educate them on um, financial literacy, really, 
focusing heavily on life insurance because that's such a big part and even disability insurance, but like overall and real estate, using real estate as an investment, right? And as part of your retirement, other companies I used to work for or other firms, they don't like that because there's no money in it for them. So there's no money in it for me. If I can tell my clients to go buy real estate, I don't get any money for that. What I do get money from is life insurance that helps them get into real estate. So I'm totally fine with that. So this is why I'm here. Um, I like to go into uh, teach about life insurance, talk about the, talk about the basics, explain what it might be to some people. Some people understand it to be one thing, and it really it's a lot of things. So you know, typically in a, in a group setting, I'll be, hey man, show of hands, who in here thinks that life insurance is uh, if you die, your family gets rich? And everyone kind of, oh yeah, ha, 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 cool. That's like part of it. That's a very very small part of it. You know, uh, that's term life insurance. That's very inexpensive. If you die, your family gets paid out. It's kind of like car insurance. If you get in a car crash, your family pay, you know, your car gets covered. But really, if you don't ever crash your car, it kind of goes to waste, right? That's kind of like term insurance. Well, there's other stuff too we can do. And uh, it's more like owning a house, you know, like owning a house, you get equity. Paying your life insurance policy, you get some equity. So using that equity is, is kind of like, hey, what do you mean I can use that, right? I teach people how we can use that money that's growing and what we can put it into. Versus, hey, man, just save it for a rainy day. No, we're going to utilize that. So, um, you know, why me? Why am I here? Why, why, did, uh, why do I go to these places? What, what makes me different or special from anybody else? And I think the biggest thing that makes me different is, obviously, if I'm talking to a group of linemen, I built power lines. I know what that's like, and I'm, I was good at it. Um, I didn't quit because I was a bad lineman. I didn't get injured. I didn't get scared of the job. I just, uh, you know, made a career change. But um, I'm very relevant to those people. I'm very relevant to pretty much everybody. Blue collar, you know, as an entrepreneur now, that's what realtors are. Realtors are entrepreneurs, right? Whether they think they are or not, they very much are. So speaking to a group of realtors, same thing. I'm very, um, understand the commission side of things, right? Where your income may fluctuate, your income may come and go. So <clears throat> as far as relevancy, that's that's kind of what the why me is. I'm relevant to the group of people that I talk to. Whereas most people in my industry are kind of like the suit and tie, the very uppity uppity, the, um, the very... Um, professional, not that I'm not professional because I'm very professional, but they look a certain way, they talk a certain way, they act a certain way. And man, most people are kind of turned off by their approach. So I kind of have the anti, the anti-suit approach, if you will. So that's why me, you know, life insurance itself, man, like what is it? You know, how do we use it? Keep it at super high level because it can get really intricate. But man, like, you know, term life insurance is one of those things where, hey, if you pass away when you're younger and you got a you know, family at home, they're going to get covered. You're going to taken care of. That's, pretty much the basics, right? Whole life and specifically overfunded whole life. If we add some extra cash value to that, now we're going to grow some equity and we're going to have money that's going to be growing and it's going to be growing tax-free. So we're going to use that money, not to just let it accumulate. We're going to use that money and we're going to use that money to reinvest it. Or if you're going to be um, you know, a realtor and you've got some fluctuating income, we can use that money as a safety net. We can use that money where, hey man, we had a bad month, tap in your life insurance, Pay yourself back when you get your next big check, right? So different demographics, different types of people can use this money differently, um, but everyone needs a version of it, right? Where they just need to just cover it and just, hey, man, I'm cool on that stuff. I got my money invested in the stock market. I'm going to just need something if I, can't, if I pass away, right? Cool. We got you covered there. Hey, man, you know what? I really don't like the stock market. I don't like how it could be manipulated. I don't like the taxes I got to pay on the stock market stuff. I want, my money, I want my money growing when I use it. Maybe life insurance works out for you. Well, that money's going to grow. Going to grow tax free, independent of the stock market, and it's going to grow to a spot where 
you know, I can have some pretty good amount of equity in a few short years, take that money out, down payment on some rental property, rinse and repeat until you die, right? And you have a really big real estate portfolio if you follow that method. Um, so there's different ways to use this and to maximize it. Man, everybody's different. Everybody has different goals. Everyone has different um, risk tolerances. Some people just don't like the idea of real estate because of the work they think goes into it, right? So maybe it's me educating them on how simple real estate can be. Or maybe, they, hey, you know what? I've already got a really badass retirement through work, but you know what? It's all tied to the stock market and it's all taxable. Cool. Well, we add life insurance to our portfolio. I even got some tax-free income and it's not tied to the stock market. So if my investment when I turn 65 drops 20%, I don't have to pull from that. I can pull from my life insurance that's safe, protected from the stock market risk. I can live on that for two years and let the rebound, let the stock market rebound. So using its universal different ways to do it. Everyone's different. Everyone has different goals. Um, the most aggressive way that I use it though is I reposition all my money into real estate from my life insurance. Um, by doing so, your money still grows in your policy whether you borrow from it or not. So you can borrow out a hundred grand and it's still growing like the hundred grand still in there. So I got your money in real estate and you got it in your policy and they're both still growing. So there's definitely different ways to use it. You've got um, you know, obviously the death benefit itself. Like if you get a term, a 20 year term when you're 20, let's say 30 years old, it's going to expire when you're 50. You go back to the insurance company when you're 50 and try and get life insurance at 50, going to be hard to get. So if you got a whole life policy, it's going to go forever. It doesn't expire. It's going to grow forever until you pass away. Now you've got some real legacy and um, some generational wealth that we're kind of starting to create. So again, man, like not sure which, um, you know, which points, may be relevant for you. But once again, there's, there's a, there's a relevancy in any one situation. But so just talking about, Hey man, I saw my neighbor pass away. I saw his whole family had to move out of the house because you know, they couldn't afford to rent anymore or the mortgage anymore. That could be a pain point for you. Hey, I never want that to happen to my family. Cool. Let's get some life insurance or Hey, you know what? I saw when my father or my grandfather passed away when he was 90 years old, he left his family, you know, $10 million. That was really cool. With that $10 million, our whole family's bloodline changed. Well, that's, there's something we could do too, you know? Another thing that, you know, this is relevant for people, especially in line work and in every every industry. I mean, I think everybody, if you're an adult, has seen a GoFundMe page for someone who passes away. And I think it's too easy for people to go to that GoFundMe and it's too convenient. And people kind of look at that as like a, you know, that's the way when people pass away to raise money. But man, like I've seen a lot of GoFundMe pages. I've, I've donated to a lot of GoFundMe pages and I've seen them get from like twenty to thirty, maybe fifty thousand dollars. GoFundMe takes a cut. It takes a month to get the money. And man, if you're making, you know, twenty, thirty grand a month, like linemen do, fifty grand a month, like, man, you might just be catching up on bills. And then you're back to zero after you get that GoFundMe page or that GoFundMe money. So, man, really, my goal here is, you know, eliminating GoFundMe pages because with twenty, thirty bucks a month, man, with for a term life insurance policy, there's no need for it. So, like. Being in the industry and, and seeing um, GoFundMe pages pop up at once a week, it felt like, you know, it's kind of like, hey, man, like, there's got to be a better way. So just raising awareness about life insurance, just the basic bare bones life insurance could literally eliminate a GoFundMe page altogether. So that's my one of my biggest goals is, is trying to do that. At this point of the uh, presentation, typically I'll open up to questions and answers. Um, usually whatever I talk about was going to prompt some questions um, that maybe, hey, so I heard about that before, Ben. But Anthony, whether you're talking about it, you know, I've got this question. I'll answer that. Um, then I'll have a sign-in sheet. 
I'll pass around a sign-in sheet. Hey, man, if you like what I had to say, if you were, if this interests you in any way, you know, sign your name. <clears throat> I'll take this and I'll go back to my office and I'll have a, uh, my team organize it and we'll reach out to you guys one by one and we'll set up Zoom meetings one by one. We'll go from there. So that's how I do it. It's very simple, very easy. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. But um, I can promise you that everybody needs a version of what this is. That's really it, guys. I just want to make a quick little mini episode, get out there about what I do. And uh, more importantly, you know, if you've got a group of people or, you know, a company, want me to come speak to them, I can do that um, and uh, take the burden off of you as the employer. Thanks for joining us. That was a quick one. Yeah.